You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. All right. Welcome back, everyone. Today, I'm joined by Coach of the Year in the G League, uh, Martin Schiller. Congratulations, Coach. Thank you very much, James. Thank you very much. It's uh, I think last time we talked, you were Coach of the Month, uh, and you guys had come off the Winter Showcase where you guys had also won. It's been a really successful year for you guys. I, I don't know. I guess my question is, how have you guys been just so successful, and what have you done? What's the what's the secret sauce for you guys? I think uh, I think it's um, you know this season is kind of a a product of like two and a half, three years of work, you know, like uh, when when Bart Taylor and I started out here three years ago, uh, we, we just had a lot of work to do, you know, like, and, and, and we put in a lot of work, especially in the summers, recruiting the team, putting the team together, and it's pretty complex uh, to put a G League team together. There are like a lot of kind of things that factor in and a lot of different phases and a lot of different recruiting pools, you know, and, and, and we really put a lot of work in and, um, you know, and then, and then got a little bit lucky and, and I think, I think, uh, that's it. You know, I thought, uh, the players and the teams got better from year to year. And to be very honest, you, you need good players uh, to have a successful team. That that's true, and I, I and you mentioned Bart Taylor. Bart Taylor also wins um, I, G League Executive of the Year, I think it was. So congrats, yes. congrats to him as well, and that's great. Um, and you're right. I mean, players uh, players are definitely definitely part of it. But one of the things you guys kind of faced a lot this year is you had, you know, you had assignment guys like Mayoni coming and going, and new lineups every night, and you had some players leave. Um, like Juwan Morgan was called up, and William Howard was called up, and so yes. um, some of it's players, but I mean a lot of that just is a credit to you and your staff. Uh, how did you overcome just a lot of that? I mean, and that's kind of every G League team, but how did you guys kind of overcome and continue to win? Because you ended with the best record in the Western Conference, yes, with all of these players coming. And going. <clears throat> I think, um, as you said, it's part of every G League team, and. Um, um, you know, <clears throat> one big key I feel in the G League is how good is your squad if you don't have the big dogs, if you don't have the assigned players, if you don't have the two-way players with you, you know, if players get called up, get called up to different teams, like how good is your team then, you know? And I feel that that was uh, one big, like, key um, of the success that uh, throughout the three years we kind of built a stock of uh, very, very solid uh, G League rights guys, you know, players whose rights we have. Um, and I always felt like even if the guys were assigned, the assigned guys were not there or the two ways were not there, we always had a very functional uh, group of players with extremely uh, good characters, you know, 
and and good skill, you know. So I thought like that that was key, having having a certain depth there. Awesome, awesome. And you guys also had, uh, I think throughout the year, you were always either like number one or in the top five in defensive efficiency. Uh, what would you credit that to? <clears throat> in, sorry, in defensive in defense efficiency, you said. Yeah, and I think you were yeah, number. Gotcha. I can't remember yeah. if you were number one or two in like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. We were extremely. I think we were. Uh, to be honest, I mean, we work on it a lot, and it's kind of a cornerstone of what we do. So that's the one thing I, I do believe that if you seriously dedicate to something and you do it, you know, then you have chances of getting good at it, right? Um, I, I, we were actually. We were actually really, really good in the beginning of the year defensively, like also statistically, like we had like all time great numbers for the G League defensively. I thought we had um, an extremely uh, good defensive team personnel wise. And um, I, I do think after the showcase, after we won the showcase, those numbers dropped a little bit due to different factors, you know, like I think like losing. You know, when Juwan Morgan wasn't playing, it was a big factor. You know, losing Will Howard was a big factor. You know, it's played roles and a couple other things. But on a general note, you're right. We stayed, we kept being a very good defensive team. I think we ended up fourth in the league or something. So, um, again, I think it comes down to do you want to defend and do you really invest, like, as a club and as a coaching staff? And then the reality is also, like, do you have guys who buy in and do you have guys who actually can defend, you know? And I think we had a pretty decent blend of those things. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, and it's true. Like, Juwan Morgan, and we've even seen Juwan Morgan even play spot center minutes with the Jazz, so he's been really fun to watch. And so it makes sense that it would probably drop off when he goes. But, but I mean, you guys still kept winning. I think at one point you had, like, a 14-game winning streak. And I Correct. think on the – press release it's like the second best winning streak in the history of the G League so that was pretty good what was that winning streak like did it feel like I mean everything was just clicking or how how did that how did that feel going through that uh and I do think uh, the winning streak was right in the beginning of the season so we lost our first two games of the season and then we went on that 14 game winning streak um which ended then shortly after winning the showcase and um it was um, as cliche as it sounds. It was completely focused on game to game. Um, the streak was not that important, which was which was good to extend it. The important thing was making the qualifying for the showcase. So there was an extremely high, you know, like uh, external like motivation, you know, for the team to get to that showcase. So really every game in the beginning of the season meant a lot to the group. So that kind of helped us, the coaching staff, uh, get, putting the focus on every single game, you know, and then, and then that's, uh, that's kind of how it went, you know. And then at a certain point in time, you kind of figure out, okay, hey, listen, we've won a couple of games. Then, you know, you kind of, hey, let's keep winning, you know, let's keep this streak going, you know, but... To be very honest, and I think almost every team that goes on a winning streak like tells the same story, it's really not so much about the streak. The streak is like a product of focusing on every single game, you know. But again, I'll say the motivation of wanting to get into the showcase uh, top four and winning that money and winning that title was big, so that played a role. Um, I, you know, it's been a fantastic season. The crazy thing is you guys haven't really played for like three months. Yeah. Uh, 
And how has it been for you and the team dealing with the just the coronavirus and not playing? How I mean, how have the last three months been for you? And how are you guys holding up? And uh, we handled it like this. We so we anticipated really quickly that the season would be over, and uh, so we had an exit meeting with everybody. Uh, then we did the exit interviews with the guys on the phone. And uh, because we wanted to clean the season up, I, I think it would have been horrible for such a nice season to end without having a final conversation. You know, it was it was it was difficult enough, right? So like we at least wanted to like have that kind of thing going for us as a group, you know. And then we sent everybody home. Uh, so the G League contract ended in April. So the guys had to leave the market anyhow, you know. And uh, nobody really ever thought it would come back. So. You know, I, I'm happy that we dealt dealt with it like that early on. Yeah, and uh, I mean, how have the players held up? I, there's a, it's interesting because now that the NBA looks like it'll be, you know, unless something happens, it'll be po- probably opening July 30th in Orlando. It mm-hmm. does look like it might give a few opportunities to some of the guys like Gerald Brantley. Justin Wright, four men. Yeah, both of them are exactly. going, right? Exactly. And then the guys who have been with us, right? Mie Oni, um <clears throat> Nigel Williams Goss, right? And then exactly. you know, like Juwan Morgan we already talked about, obviously, like they'll be there and you know, you never know, right? Especially in situation, you know, don't hope so. Somebody may decide not to play for whatever reason, right? It's legit. Uh so yeah, I think some chances chances could could come up, right? I think the Jazz are in a very, very so they're they're in the playoff city. Um, so it's a little bit about seeding, but hey, let's say stuff is said and done early. Obviously, coach will want to get good rhythm with the guys who are there. But you know, there there may be some there may be some minutes for some guys who wouldn't have thought the minutes are there. You know, you you never know. Yeah, and have you talked to any of the players about that and kind of some of those opportunities or? Yes, absolutely. Them? Like we're in, I'm in contact with all the guys on a pretty consistent base, so. Um, you know, I mean, there's there's not much to talk about, like especially about that. You know, I mean, they know they're gonna jumping into practice now slowly but surely with the Jazz, and uh, you know, and then and, and see see where it goes, right? I, I think for the for those fringe players, for those end of the end of the roster players, this is the key, right? I think just like being on this like three months uh, uh, Corona break, um, it's up to everybody, right? It's up to everybody, like on their own, right? Like, what have you been doing, right? And what kind of position do you bring yourself? Are you in great shape coming back or not, right? So it's, uh, I'm, I'm intrigued to see how the guys have been done. Cool. It's been, it's been great. And obviously we'll be watching them and rooting for them, but uh, I don't know. I just wanted to also just say congrats. Cause it's a, it's a big deal. And you and the coaching staff have done a fantastic job this year. And honestly, the stars went from getting that number one overall pick. I can't, remember if it was the last year or the year before and now to being tops in the western conference so yeah uh, that was uh three years ago. yes correct two years ago correct after the after my first year we had the number one drastic with willie reed exactly, exactly. that's willie true reed, yeah. yeah no it's we, we we came a long way in my uh and you say it correctly like it's a complete team effort like you know bart my entire staff like they have been working <laughs> their butts off during the summer, during the season. And this is really a complete reflection on 
on on a on a team effort. There's really nothing else one can say. Well, congrats, Coach. I, uh, you know, I just wanted to call and and say congrats. And I know that the the fans are excited to um, see some of your roster get to play a little bit here in Orlando. We'll see how it goes. Hopefully, they get you know some opportunities. And and I just wanted to say congrats again. Thank you very much.